Howdy ads. AP here from the tailgate. Talking some Aggie football brought to you by Freedom Homes, building Aggie Dreams, freedomhomes.com. Don't forget, email us at axtailgate at gmail.com. Follow us on the YouTube page. Uh, see us on Facebook, Instagram, so on and so forth. All right, Ags. Rough day. Rough, rough day on Saturday. Uh, out in Starkville, Mississippi. Um, really and truly just, I don't know exactly how to, uh, how to feel right now. Not feeling great about where this program is at the moment. Not feeling great about Jimbo. Uh, you know, overall, I just thought, you know, we're playing against obviously a team that, you know, not as talented as far as recruiting for the last five years. They don't have the facilities. They don't have the support. They don't have the fan base that the Aggies do. And yet, that game was never in question. Uh, it wasn't even competitive. Wasn't even competitive. Um, you know, end of the day, end of the day, it's frustrating. It's frustrating because we see the talent on the field. It's frustrating because we know the players are there. It's frustrating because we've given everything to this program and to this coaching staff. Um, it's frustrating because all, you know, that they've been selling us a bill of goods out of the building right now that just isn't coming to fruition. And it's frustrating because of the fact that in spite of the struggles and the things that are going on and the, the underperforming, consistent underperforming, uh, Jimbo wants to take no blame for that. He's just going to point to the player's failure to execute. And uh, he says that the scheme is perfect. He says that they have everything going for it. Um, and yet, you know, we can't win ball games. So I'm not sure that there's going to be a whole lot of changes made because at the end of the day, he doesn't think that there's really anything wrong other than the fact that the players aren't executing. Uh, and we'll get back to the offense. Let's start with the defense. Uh, I just... This defense was in a three-man line all day long. They played two plays in the entire game with a four-man line. Two. That includes goal line sets. That includes everything. Short down short distance, whatever. Two, look, when Durkin was hired, I said, I said, the thing that worries me about Durkin, one, is that he coached a crappy defense at Ole Miss for the last two years. Just because they were good against us doesn't mean they were actually any good. And... I also said 
he loves the three-man line. Loves it, loves it, loves it. Everybody, everybody fought back against me and said, no, 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 not with the defensive line type that we have here. He's going to use the four-man line. He's got to get those guys on the field, this and this and that. I said, well, go back. He's only been doing it at Ole Miss because of the fact that he has to. That's his personnel. Go back and look at his time in Florida. Go back and look at his time in Michigan. Go back and look at his time in Maryland. He uses a three-man line all the freaking time at all stops, no matter where the talent is. It's just the way he'd rather do it. And so now we are sitting here and we're playing a 3-2-6 on a consistent basis. 3-2-6 on a consistent basis. We've been recruiting defensive linemen. I mean like crazy the last three years, like crazy. Not just this past year where they're all fresh, the year before, the year before. You know, we, we recruit more defensive linemen than offensive linemen. And yet, we only put three of them on the field at the time. I don't know exactly what makes anybody think that that is the, you know, the way to build this defense and then to implement the defense. I don't know what makes anybody think that. This, on Saturday, these guys, and, and look, it's not an effort thing. These guys play hard. But Rodgers was not under pressure ever. That dude could have sat down a lazy boy back there and chilled. He was comfortable as could be. Not, not only that, Durkin gave Mississippi State anything they wanted. Anything they wanted. They wanted to run into a, a five-man box. That's what it was. Three down linemen, two linebackers. All day. They could run into a three-man box. They could do it. Even with, you know, with a bunch set tight to the formation where basically you're looking at, uh, you know, three extra guys and blockers in there. Still, doesn't matter. All day. What else do they love to do? We talked about it in the pre in the pregame show. They like to get rid of the ball quick, quick passes, quick passes, quick passes. They can't protect. Well, they could protect. They protected pretty well on Saturday against three man rush, no problem. What they couldn't do, what but even then, everything they wanted to do was underneath, right? That's what we talked about before. They want to get the ball underneath, and what do we do? We give them room, soft, soft zone. Off coverage, just run a little hitch route, let him throw it out there, complete it, no problems. All day long. All day long. Interesting part is, you know, every once in a while we start to come in and press. We start to come in and press uh, on those corners, and we still only bring three pressure, but even with the press coverage, we don't really get any help. And press coverage and no pressure. Press coverage, no pressure. Okay, they must have safeties over the top for help. Nope. Still one-on-one -on, -one on the outsides where they take you and go throw the fade route. What do we talk about? He loves to throw the fade route. Whenever you're coming and it's just a one, and he sees one-on-one -on -one route on the outside, he loves to throw the fade route over the top. From the slot, from the outside receiver, one of those guys, because it's a quick read and throw. So if you're bringing pressure, he can get rid of the ball. If you're not, then he's got all day to do it anyway. But the interesting part is, 
we weren't bringing pressure and we still weren't covered. We still were not getting help over the top because the safeties were all playing the short, coming in and playing that little soft zone short inside, trying to take away the middle of the field. <laughs> well, what did, what did he do? Rodgers looked up, said, oh, look at that. One-on-one -on -one over here. One-on-one -on -one over here. I can see it right now. He doesn't even have to think about it. It doesn't matter. Boom. No pressure. Three-man three man, uh, rush. All the zone underneath. Fade right over there. Go make a play. Hey, look. Our cornerbacks were there. Our cornerbacks were there. You know, they had receivers. We talked about it before. Big, big guys on the outside. Those guys made plays. They're going to from time to time. But it's a lot less likely that they make plays if you've got Rodgers under pressure, maybe some. How about that? Don't let him get comfortable back there all day. How about that? You know, the rest of the day, he sat in there, three-man line, three-man line. He could move. He could look from one side to the next. Hit the little quick little unders. Uh, hit the quick hitches because soft zone, soft zone. You know, 24, the linebacker playing too wide a, a, a bunch of times. Playing way too wide, getting out there. 45, not reacting to the routes very well, right? Sees one coming, you know, doesn't react. He didn't identify and continue to cover. So they get past him, boom, hit right on the other side. 26, not good in coverage. 26, not good in coverage. He cost us a couple of them. You know, but at the end of the day, you know, nobody nobody's going to work very well in coverage when you give the guy all freaking day to throw. Never, never any pressure. Consistently, consistently sits back there with four, five seconds to let guys get open and delivers the football. The defensive scheme basically took nothing away. We got one, we got one, one turnover. We got one turnover, didn't take advantage of it, didn't take advantage of it. Ended up going backwards and kicking a field goal. Um, you know, and even, even in situations where we held, right, it was, they still had drives, right? Like every drive, every time they got the ball, there was a drive, moving the ball, doing things. I just, you just sit back. Durkin's sitting back. He's just going to let them dictate what they want to do. He allowed them to dig. Boy, they ran the football right up the gut. Why not? Why not? Linebackers are playing soft. Linebackers are playing soft. You got three men in line. Get in there and go. Get in there and go. They used two back sets a bunch. They got in there and go. The other thing is we contained. Sorry. You know, our defensive end would come, come inside. Richardson wouldn't come over the top and contain or he'd overrun it. The linebacker would overrun it, whatever it was. You know, there was a couple of times Diggs came underneath. The, then Richardson didn't uh, didn't stay outside. He comes over. But that's what happens when your safeties are your overlap players in your run game, and you're asking too much of those guys. Well, they don't. They didn't fit very well. They didn't fit very well. Gave up some outside runs. So. All those things come into play because you're creating a lot more gaps. Obviously, with a three-man line and with that scheme, it allows you to sort of get get into more trouble if your fits aren't exactly perfect. The linebackers are having to cover multiple gaps. That's not going to work, not with our crew. 
Not with our crew because they are stalemated. Stalemated by offensive linemen. Not good. Not good. No, no gap integrity. No gap discipline. Um, just overall performance by the defense was horrible. Horrible. 144 yards rushing at 6 yards of carry. 144 yards rushing at 6 yards of carry. Thank goodness, thank goodness that he loves to throw the football because they could have run it. They could have run it for 250. Uh, 329 yards passing. <laughs> 7.3 per attempt. Uh, just 473 total yards up and down the field all day. Uh, just, I mean, just a bad performance all the way around. And from a defense that has been the, the part of this team that has carried us to this point, uh, and we thought that they could match up better against a group like this. Of course, we said, "Hey, bring your four line, four down line, maybe, and go go with your secondary in there, press a little bit, man up." They didn't do any of those things. Soft zone, soft zone, and no pressure. Recipe for failure. Uh, so the, the defense didn't do their part. <laughs> Offense didn't do their part either. Now we're used to that at least. We're used to that. So 136 yards rushing altogether. A-Chain had a pretty good day. He went 16 for 116. Uh, Moose, 6 for 119 in a touchdown receiving. Very nice day for Moose. Uh, you know, Max, 19 of 26, 203 yards, a touchdown, four sacks. We're going to talk about that. King, 6 of 13. Max got hurt. Hit his, hit his thumb on a helmet, it looked like. Hurt the thumb. He was out the rest of the game. King, 6 of 13, 49 yards, two picks, zero sacks, though. So, look, this offense just... The scheme is horrible. The scheme is just horrible. You know, it doesn't matter if it's Max out there, if it's Haynes. You know, just in this game, we saw what we've been talking about all year with regards to the two, right? I mean, Max is going to be a guy that he's going to hold the football. He's going to get sacked more. He's not going to throw the picks, though, okay? But he, at the same time, he's not going to create big plays, and you're going to dink and dunk. And like I said, you're going to get those sacks. He's going to go backwards at times. So that's going to be Max. That's who he is. That's who he's always been. That he's that's who he's going to continue to be. Um, he stares down his receivers, man. He sticks with it, sticks with it, stays with it, and then all of a sudden, um, he's under pressure. King, on the other hand, King's going to force some things. He's going to force some things, and he's going to throw some interceptions. But King's going to get rid of the football. King's going to get rid of the football. That means he's not going to have sacks. Um, unfortunately, he's not completing that many of them either. Uh, but his legs, he made a couple plays with his legs that were pretty big. Right, big. Not really big because the game was pretty much decided by then. But I guess my point is that you know what you're going to get from those two quarterbacks and the different styles that they're going to play. The problem is that neither one of them is getting much help from their coach and their offensive coordinator and their play caller. 
Look, everybody wants to talk about the offensive line today. I went back and looked at every single one of those plays. And was the offensive line problematic at times early in the game? They had some misses on some stunts, specifically on third down where we talked about it before the game. What's, old, what's Mississippi State going to do? Mississippi State's going to bring some exotic blitzes on third down. If you, let, if you sit in there and you sit back and give them third and long, you're going to get some of those blitzes. If you don't do something to counteract that, they're going to continue to do so. Well, what do they do? On third and third and long, in passing situations, they brought these blitzes. And early in the game specifically, we missed on some of those guys. Look, Aki got played later. He wasn't very good. He got in the game. Moko got hurt. And they they were able to target him on some of those. And he just absolutely whiffed on some blocks. A couple of them, on one of them, we even we completed the pass anyway, right? But it wasn't just him. On one, it was Robinson also inside. On one, you know, we've got problems with the center on a couple of them. You know, problems with the snap from Foster. And I'm not trying to get on Foster on all that stuff. I mean, look, Wyckoff has played, played better than Foster has so far. He just had. He just had. And yet he's sitting on the bench. Well, Moko comes in. He's been playing decent over there at the left guard spot. But now he gets hurt. Aki's in there. So Aki has been terrible. Terrible. Love the kid. You know, big, athletic, all those things. But the guy does not recognize twists. And he doesn't work well with, with the people next to him. Right? They don't combo block very well. He's... You know, he's way too fast up to the second level in some of the run scheme stuff. You know, the fact of the matter is he struggled. He has struggled. Why not let Foster move Foster over to guard, let Wyckoff come back at center? He's played better. Played better. The tackles, tackles played pretty good. There was a couple of times. Um, there was a couple of times that, you know, they, they got they got a kind of a bull rush on him, but didn't really give up a ton of pressure. Um you know, father, he had had the false start at one point, you know, but that wasn't a it looked like Foster didn't snap the ball because one of the other guys also jumped. So, um, you know, overall, the offensive line wasn't terrible. In pass protection it wasn't terrible. Once again, we talked about, well, how about some boot action, you know, booting him out from out behind the offensive line every once in a while, getting him getting him out in space, letting him get, well, they did it a couple of times. They didn't do it very many. Um, you know, and he completed some passes. Uh, how about some actual play action? Well, there was a couple, but not real, you know, it's like these half-assed play action passes. They don't, they don't really get in there, try to force it hard, and then come out of it, right? So not quite the same. They tried to screen once, looked like it was wide open. Foster runs right by the block. Right by the block. So none of those things really work very well. Um, you know, a couple of things. Just a couple of things. Especially early on. You know, the running game is rolling. Rolling, rolling early on. And I know we had the fumble by A-Chain. And look, that's going to happen, right? 
he hadn't, I don't think he's had any this year, so it's his first inopportune time. And it hurts. We had the drop interception by Antonio Johnson. You know, that, that one hurts. However, at the same time, we are running the football. We're doing a pretty good job. We do well when we run the power, but we don't run the power anymore. Like, they just stopped running the power. All zone this way, all zone that way. And a lot of times we were successful with the zone as well, but um, then, you know, you get a little bit of penetration, and sometimes that hurts you. On a couple of occasions, that penetration was coming from the edges where it wasn't an offensive line problem. It was the fact that they were leaving they were, they were leaving that guy free and they were he was coming downhill. You know, but that's a blocking scheme problem. That's a blocking scheme problem, not an offensive line problem. So, you know, the running game's going. HN gets one carry in the fourth quarter. He gets seven in the third, I think. Right? But he's moving the ball. In the first half, he was very productive. 10 yards a pop, but yet he only got seven carries. What, I mean, we get three on first down, pass, pass, punt. Three on first down, pass, pass, punt. Well, if you get three on first down, you run it again, run power, get five, all of a sudden it's third and three. Now you've got a very makeable third down situation instead of coming back second and seven, third and seven, incomplete, incomplete, punt. Against pressure. Hand the ball to the guy that's been getting you there. And I know he fumbled. Doesn't matter. Get back in the ball. Get it to some of your other backs. Le'Veon Moss got his first carry. First appearance by Le'Veon Moss. Nice, nice. Look, the guy that came through, Moose, right? Moose. What did we say it was? He was six for 119 in a touchdown. The dude is a playmaker. Where's he been all year? How come he hasn't been on the field prior to last week? Why is he buried in the death chart? He's a clear playmaker. Preston. Guy can't get on the field. We've got Chase Lane out there. Chase Lane, how many plays did he make the other day? Not, not anything against Chase. But he's not as good a player as, as Preston. Yeah, Preston's on the bench. Here's the other thing. Look. Everyone wants to talk about, well, the problem is that this, is, this, this team is young. This team is young. That's a garbage, garbage excuse. It's the same thing someone said every year because he started every freshman every year. The reason he does that is because apparently they didn't develop the other players. They didn't develop the players on campus. If you're all you're doing is replacing upperclassmen with lowerclassmen, that means you're not developing the players. And that's the coaching, by the way. Because think about this. Uh, start with the defense. Start with the defense. Richardson, right? Antonio. Both of those guys are third year, at least third year or more. Jalen Jones, George, Miles Jones, all secondary guys, third year or more. Gilbert, 
is really the only first-year starter in that secondary. Chappelle started all last year and has been one of our best players, by the way. All three of the linebackers you play in Cooper, Lee, Russell, all three of those guys are third year or more. Defensive line-wise, Fidel Diggs, third year. Rakes, third year. McKinley Jackson, third year. Jones, Darius Jones, third year or more. There's guys out there. Shamar Turner has played a good number of snaps. So there's guys on the field that are young, yeah. But there's options to put on the field otherwise. If you want to be older, play some of the older guys. They're there. They're in the locker room. It's not like they don't exist. And they're guys that can play. It's guys that can play. So that's this idea that's young, this defense is not young. It's young up front because they use a lot of the freshmen up front in Overton, in uh, Shamar Stewart, in uh, Lucas, Obviously, Nolan, but Nolan's been pretty good. Nolan's been pretty damn good. So those guys are getting reps. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. That's a choice by the coaching staff. they got options. Options that have been around a little longer. Right? Where is Marcus Burks? Five-star recruit. Defensive tackle. Where's his reps at? He's a second-year guy at least. He's been in the program. Where's his reps at? So defensively, you can talk about, yeah, they're useful and everything else, and they play all these freshmen and whatever. That's sure. Bryce Anderson has been has made plays. Harris got a bunch of plays out there at the cornerback position the other day. Sure, but this defense is not young. It's not young other than the fact that they choose to play young. Now, if you're going to play these young guys, wouldn't you simplify things and let them go? Because their strength is that they're athletic and, and have some extreme levels of talent. Wouldn't you just let them go? Maybe. I would. Simplify. That way they're right. They can just play. Offensively, young. Yeah, well, we're young because we're starting two, wide, two freshman wide receivers. But we just talked about it. Moose. Why hadn't he been on the field? Where's Yul Keith Brown who couldn't get on the field the other day? Right? Where's Preston who hadn't been on the field? So, you know, Price is another guy that's been around. You know, all those guys are three years or, or more. Chase Lane, plenty of wide receiver options. Max Wright's a tight end that's been in the program for five years. Right? All your quarterbacks that have played have been in the quarter in the you know three years or, or more, right? Both King and Max, at least third year guys. That's not young. That's not young. Offensive line wise. 64's been been in the program for a long time. Your two you you know your your foster and father he started all last year. They're not young. They're experienced. Those guys have got over a year's worth of starting experience. Zoom's been pretty good. That's the first. That's the young guy. You know, Aki's been in the program for three years. 
You know, all these guys have been around. So the excuse that they're young is, is garbage. A-Chain's a third-year guy at every position. Not to mention, look, Georgia and Alabama do it every year with young guys. Simplify, give them an opportunity to be successful. Simplify, give them an opportunity to be successful. That's it. Let them run. Let them go in place. I hate that excuse. You have recruited this football team for the last five years. If they're young, it's on you, Jim. It's on you, Jimmy. Well, Jimmy Fisher's got a lot to answer for. That's what upsets me. That's what upsets me. It upsets me that they show pressure. They're bringing six, and they do. They show it, and they bring it. No inside routes. No hot, no nothing. Everything is still the same crap. No change to anything. Where's your hot route? Quick little slant, get rid of the ball. They bring six, we only have five to block them. Oh, the offensive line sucks. No, they blocked five. One came free. Why did one come free? Well, because they only had five to block six. He didn't throw the swing route to the to A-chain, and there was no routes, no quick routes over the middle. Where's your hot? Well, didn't get it out. So, what's the problem? The offensive line? Is the play call? Why isn't there an adjustment? They showed all their blitzes. They showed them all. They walked them up. Linebackers walked up. Wasn't a surprise that they were coming. You scattered them. You knew. Third down, they're going to bring some things. The exotic. Where's, where's the things that offset that pressure? The quick routes, the quick inside hitters, you know, throw the, hell, throw the fade route. Get rid of the freaking football, quick. You know, things that you can do, quick. Nope, no adjustment on that by, by Jimmy Fisher. You don't get to be Jimbo anymore. He's not big, bad Jimbo. He's Jimmy. He's little old Jimmy. Jimmy hasn't had a top 10 offense since... They won a national championship at Florida State. About 10 years. About 10 years. And had a top 35 offense. Don't give me that. Don't give me that. That's crap. Let me know why is it that we can run play action without any routes in the middle of the field. How does that happen? How does that even come close to happen? Look. Right now, this is... I'm sorry, Ags. This is what we deal with. This is what we've got. You know, the plays are not, the routes don't combine with the protection. The protection doesn't combine with the action. The action doesn't combine with, you know, the quarterback. <laughs> All of it's messed up. And until something happens, a change in the coaching staff, because Jimbo's not changing the scheme. So changing the coaching staff happens, that's what we're going to have to live with. Live with. Offensive player of the game, I think it's Moose. Could you give it to A-Chain? Give it to A-Chain. I think it's Moose. That's my guy. Uh, in a game in which obviously he had to come up big. So, um, pretty good. Defensive player of the game, Chappelle maybe? I don't know. No one. No one. Absolutely no one. Uh, 
around the country, man. Around the country. Uh, Georgia struggled. Georgia struggled with Mizzou uh, through the third, first three quarters. Came out in the fourth quarter and uh, took the lead. Won the game. But had some struggles. Dropped to number two because of it. Bama absolutely whooped Arkansas. I thought that game was going to be a lot better. Arkansas at one point got back into it. And then uh, they just responded. Alabama just responded and took care of business. Young gets hurt. See what happens there at the quarterback position. Obviously, we play them this coming week. I don't expect, I don't know, maybe Young's back by then. But if not, uh, Milrow played pretty well. You know, two rushing touchdowns and another, another touchdown thrown. I mean, the guy was a weapon on the ground for sure. Uh, UCLA gets to 5-0 and with a win over Washington. Ohio State rolls. Clemson gets to 5-0. and uh, Big win over NC State. They've got a pretty clear pass from here on out. Uh, Michigan wins pretty handily in spite of the fact that the score not being uh, too terribly one-sided. USC gets to 5-0. Pretty simple, pretty easy win out west. Uh, Ole Miss beats Kentucky. Kentucky with an opportunity to take the lead late in the game. Uh, they're in field goal range, I believe, to tie. And they will let us fumble the football. Fumble the football, turns it over, ball game. Uh, so good game, but uh, couldn't come through. Oak State beats Baylor. Uh, stay undefeated. Took the lead in the Big 12. Tied with TCU and Kansas. We both win and are both undefeated into a matchup next week. Game day, ESPN game day going to be out there uh, in Kansas, I believe. I, that's more than likely a first, I would imagine. Pretty impressive. Uh, that's a coach that's doing a good job, Leopold. Uh, formerly at Buffalo, but that guy's obviously changed the culture over there. They've got a quarterback that's playing lights out. Uh, they beat Iowa State. TCU beats uh, beats Oklahoma. Oklahoma, poor guys. Sorry about that, David. Uh, questions from the tailgate brought to you by Carney's Pub and Grill. Good times, good drinks, good people. All right, you keep Austin's scheme is bad. <laughs> Keep saying offensive scheme is bad. What do you mean? What do I mean? Look, I'm a former offensive coordinator, offensive line coach. That's what I. That's what you know. That's where I spent my time. And the fact of the matter is that, you know, when you've got a system that has so many different plays and so many different protections and so many different, you know, different types of you know run schemes and everything else, and all these guys are young in college and all that. You know, and you're trying to get all those different types of things going at the same time, have those quarterbacks read 17 different things, have the receivers adjust to the players on this route and that route, the whatever. Like, they're thinking too much, period, period. The boxing schemes are clearly thinking too much because they can't, they can't pick up a, a stunt, a twist, a, you, know, a, you know, a slightly different blitz that they haven't seen before. I mean... And so technique-wise, offensive line-wise, they're not, they're not doing a great job. But, you know, here's the thing. That, that offensive line's gotten better. End of the day, you know, it doesn't help you when your scheme, you, you run into a seven-man front with five offensive linemen, no tight ends in the back. Doesn't help you. Doesn't help you when they bring six and you only keep five in to protect. Doesn't help you. Doesn't help when... Your scheme has an RPO with the fake over the here to the left for a throw on an out to the right. Quarterback can't get there. Can't get his feet right. 
doesn't help you when you play action, but all your routes are on the outside. I mean, you can do that if you go boot. The scheme is poor. You know, last week we run that, we run our first tailback screen in who knows how long. First tailback screen, who knows how long. We're doing it on second down and five, which is not a typical blitzing down. So you're doing it into coverage. Well, doesn't work that way. Doesn't work that well. You know, this week they just missed a block. Understood. That's not on the on the offense line. That's on sixty-one. Foster. Uh, they'll run the bubble uh, into coverage that is pressed up, or with two wide receivers on three defenders. Why would you do that? That's for situations where you got the advantage. Quick, get it out there, let your guy make a play. No double moves. No trickery. <laughs> Here's the best one. Here's the best one. Go look at the third downs this past week. Go look at the third downs this past week, and you're going to see it. Everyone is third, seven, whatever. Every one of those routes is right at the sticks or short. What's the defense doing? They're staying up, getting in there, and attacking first move. Why? Because they can't. Because there's nothing threatening them down the field. Every route at the sticks or short. They have a fourth down that they go for. They run the motion with 10 coming behind, kind of on the reverse look. Well, he's out of the pass. He's, he's out of it, right? He's not going to be a threat for to get the football. He's going to sit out here in the flats behind the line of scrimmage. They had two backs. That means they left two wide receivers. So basically now it's fourth and seven, and you got a two-man route against a defense that's not bringing pressure, so they're, that's playing coverage. All right. That's a great play design. That's a great play design. And what would you get out of that motion for in behind you? What would you get out of that motion? Nothing. Nobody bought that you were going to give him the ball, right? It's fourth and seven. Nobody's even worried about it. Bad scheme. Bad scheme. There was one third down and six. Every one of those routes was short of the stakes. Every one of the routes. They completed the pass. Did the pass, fourth down. No problem. Bad scheme. They do well in the run game with the gap scheme. They don't use it anymore. How about this? They run the sweep. Sweep. So they take, they play side tackle, block the man on. You got a tight end out there, and they send him out to the corner. You got the second tight end out there, and you know he's he's going up on linebacker. Okay, they let the def the the, the force player go. Those three guys let the force player go. The two tight ends, neither one of them touches. Pull the guard, play side guard. He kicks that guy out. So now you're having to come underneath that kickout. The tailback has got to come underneath the kickout. And it's pretty tight. Backside guard pulls through. He doesn't have anywhere to go. Or back, the center pulls. He doesn't have anywhere to go. Because there's not enough gap in there. He barely gets. Backside guard doesn't have anywhere to go. You pull him. And, or backside tackle. You, get, you ask your backside guard to reach the note. 
The defensive end, which is crashing down, he's lined up head up on the tackles, crashing down. Of course, he seals that off, and you got a loss of three on a sweep, loss of five. A-Chain's got nowhere to go. Why wouldn't you just stay on that guy, the backside? I promise you, that backside tackle that you pulled did nothing. Stay on him. Stay with it. Keep the center on the nose. Pull the backside guard instead. Keep the center so he can seal it. Boom. Get across and go. How about you use your two tight ends? You double team that fourth player. Stay on it. And then pull. come up to the linebacker so that you get a defined outside. You start pulling around up to the corner and go through that process. Nope. Bad ski. Question number two. What would Aggie fan? What should Aggie fans hope for the rest of the year? <sighs> I don't know. I'd, I'd hope for what, what the Aggie fans should expect is the same thing they've seen so far. Same thing they've seen so far. I, I, this week is going to be rough. Alabama at Alabama, and they've got, a, they've, got, they've got something to prove after last year. I think this week's going to be rough. But this ain't the only one. Right now, they look, they would lose to Ole Miss. They would lose to LSU. They'd probably lose to Florida. You know, that's a six-loss season just right there. Just right there. Um, so, I don't know. It's going in the wrong direction, the way I see it. And can we do something to get better? Sure. But he ain't going to do it. He's not going to change what he's doing offensively. So forget about that. Forget about that. It's going to be, you know, will the defense come up and play from game to game and give us an opportunity to win is the only thing that we've got in our back pocket. Finally, uh, there's uh, got a, some, some family issues going on this week. So there may only be one. This might be our only podcast of the week. Um, I'm not sure that you guys want me to preview this Alabama game. I think everybody sort of knows what's going to happen here. I'm going to try to get one in, but no promises. Otherwise, we'll be doing the post game for Alabama and uh, hopefully getting back to two, two podcasts next week, okay? Giga Maggie's AP signing out from the tailgate. <laughs>